And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Lauren Conaway today. Hi, Lauren. Hey, hey. So excited to be here. We're going to talk about Nolens. Is that how you say it? Not, yeah, I can't do it. I don't. I can't do it because I'm not from New Orleans. You got to have like that that kind of Cajun drawl, to, I think, to really pull it off right. That right, yeah. like Nolens. I don't. I don't think we can I, do I mean, it. We We're are too from Can- We are from Kansas. Let's yeah. not give ourselves too much credit. Yeah. My wife does say that I don't know how to say the word ten. <laughs> she says, Wait, I "How say, do you say ten? She says, "I say ten. Tan. Yeah. So anyway, That's a little bit of a Southern draw. Too. We digress. And we are, before we get too <laughs> we far, do, we, we do that a lot. So before we get, up. <laughs> before we get too far off track, we are here today to talk about the top startups in New Orleans. Hey, there you go. Per, per startup hustle year 2022. Now, you know, this has been, we, we have been making our way around the world, the United States, all all kinds of places. And, you know, here we're going to talk about New Orleans and man, what a fun town. So, you know, uh, I don't, it, Mardi Gras is going on. Mardi Gras. Yeah. It's like, have you ever been to Mardi Gras in New Orleans? No, but I need to, we should have gone to Mardi Gras to record this episode. So I, I haven't been either. I wanted to go. I wanted to go so, so bad. I don't know if you know this. I'm originally from St. Louis and St. Louis has the second largest Mardi Gras celebration in the world. Uh, and I got to tell you, if New Orleans is hyped up from that, uh, it, it's going to be a fun time. Like we should go. So a couple things. One, there's I don't have any beads to throw. Aww, I'm not going to earn them. We told our show producer we wouldn't talk shit. Where are the beads, <laughs> Jessica? Why are there no beads in the studio for New Orleans top startups? So anyway, there we go. We didn't even make it three minutes in before that. Now, all right, so we got 12 <laughs> well companies to talk about today. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, the, the cool part is a ton of these have a ton of these companies have, by the time you listen to this, some of them have already been published. Um, we're going to just jump right in, but before we get too far into it, today's episode of startup hustle is brought to you by fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. That's my company people. And I want to help you make your tech dreams come true. I want to help you find and build a software team that's going to help you build your business. So go to fullscale.io, go to the get started page and answer a couple questions and we'll get right back to you and let you know if we can help. Okay. All right. 12 companies. That's six for you and 12 for me. Yep. Sounds like your math checks out. So we're going to start. Oh, oh, a couple of things here. So in regards to this list, these are not, we don't, we're not ranking them. Like no one on this, you're on the list or you're not. It's like on 30 Rock, they once had an episode. You were in the creepy book of pretty people or not. So you're yeah. book or you're not book or you're on the list or you're not on the list. Now, there's no, just because we say the name first doesn't mean that that's number one out of 12. Yeah. There's no like definitive ranking. Yeah, yeah, true. Gotcha. You're on the list or you're not. So 
first on the list, we have Align Today. And, you know, Align Today is led by their CEO, Doug Walner, and they, they deal with business development. They offer growth management software and a powerful suite of tools that enables all teams everywhere to achieve big goals that every business has by creating a roadmap to success. Now, I, I had, uh, you know, Doug was on the show and we talked about, you know, Align and what they do. Uh, they've raised $2.2 million in capital. Uh, you know, there's there's a whole lot of stuff to running a successful business and organization. And they like they, meaning the, the people of history and the world say, if you don't have a plan, you plan to fail. And Absolutely. that's what Align, you know, that's what Align helps with. And, uh, you know, there, there's a link in the show notes if you want to learn more about what they do. But you know, overall, it's, you know, I, I think if you ask most businesses, if they have a plan, they'd say, yeah. And you say, okay, cool. Show it to me. And they'd be like, uh, uh was that your plan? Yeah, pretty much. No, I, I, I think that this could be absolutely so crucial because there, there are so many tools that we're told to use. And I know so many founders who kind of run their businesses through spreadsheets and things like that. So just having everything in one place, I feel like it would come in so, so handy. I mean, your, your growth strategy and your, your business plan, like it, that's one of the most crucial parts of your business. And I feel like it sometimes gets kind of tucked away because uh, it's just not easy to access all the time. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Is that your experience? I think, I think a lot of businesses make a business plan when they're trying to get funded and I yeah. think it has all the wrong stuff in it. Um, you know, there's like the high level business plan and then there's things that are actually actionable. Like, I don't know what my business is going to be doing in three years. My business plan from four years ago didn't include a global pandemic or a super typhoon, right. both of which had a pretty big impact on my business. So I, mean, I think certain parts of it, like when I hear projections, like for me, the word projections equals wrong because right. no one knows, but you got to have some, uh, you, you know, you have to have some plan. You have to have organizational path and direction. Right. And, you know, I, the thing for me that I'm even putting more importance on than anything else is general contingency like what happens if this occurs? What happens if that occurs? And, you know, I'm coming up on my 250th employee now. And so it's clearly a, what you're doing is working. Well, yeah, but the, but I, but you ask about a plan. I'm having to like, make sure we have that a better one. Yeah. And I, I feel like like with a, with a business plan, like your plan of attack, it has to, you have to be strong enough in your vision to put something meaningful down on paper, but then agile enough to be able to adjust as needed. And that was my point with the general business plan. Like some yeah. of them, like, you, you know, define what your mission is, but here's the thing is the bigger your company gets, the more you need the plan because it's hard to like, if you, there's only three people at your company, it's pretty easy to get people on the same page about what we're trying to do when you get right. up to like 250 or 500. And for us, well, we've been, I, I'm, I could realistically have 700 employees by the end of 2022. Yeah. So I what, believe that. so what does that require? Cause it, I, it is wildly different than 250. What are you going to need? How are you going to get there? What's going to prevent you from get there anyway? There's a lot with that. Okay. So this we soapbox brought to you by Matt DeCorsi no and Fullscale.io. Let's move on to the next company so I can talk about <laughs> No, that was, that was great. That Why was do great. I get that? Well, you get pet care and I have to talk I, about business you know, planning. I, business planning, like you're, so, you're a strategic uh, mind. I feel like that was the perfect kickoff 
for Matt. I know, but give me, the, come on, Jessica, you're, you're, give me a break. Next they're like, time. here, here Lauren, get, take I your fluff talk, and you will like it. <laughs> I talk about that on every show, man. You know. That's uh, fine. I love it. All right. I, I know you next. do. Like, don't next. even bitch. Uh, so next up, we have we have Dig. And, uh, you know, when I read about this this company, I, I got really excited because uh, Dig is the dog person's dating app. It is a way for dog lovers to find a compatible match and plan a dog-friendly date. And I got to tell you, uh, thinking back to my dating days, which, you know, it's been a minute, but I, I remember thinking, I like... I use animals kind of like as a benchmark. Like if you don't like dogs and you don't like cats or cats don't like you and dogs don't like you, like, I don't know that I want to date you. I feel like that's a, that's a really important part of, of, of who I was as a dating person, my love for animals. But then, you know, can you trust someone if dogs don't like them? No, I don't. I'm I'm okay with that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like that was, that was a value that I hold. Like I have a dog and if, if my dog doesn't like somebody, I automatically look at them suspiciously. I, I think that's fair. Yeah. To be honest, I really do. Uh, they know things that we don't. And so, so Dig, uh, in addition to helping people find love, it is a unique opportunity for, for dog owners to, uh, to put people through those paces. Does my dog like you? Well, then I don't know if I like you. Uh, but no, I just, I think it's super cool. I mean, I, I feel like people are always looking for connection opportunities. And if people are looking for love, finding affinities and things that they have in common, you know, having fun with a dog to help break the ice. Uh, this could be super super, super fun for dog owners. And I just, I, I dig it, you know, romantic connection under the, the glow of a love for dogs. Like how fun is that? I broke up with a girl once cause she had too many dogs. What? I th- yeah. Cause you can have too many. All right. How many is too many? So she was really into the like animal rescue thing, which I'm sure. a big supporter of, but at any given time there was like eight dogs at the house and six of them were like somewhat feral. So I feel like it, 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 it's all, it all depends. Like, I think you can have too many dogs for your space, but like, you know, say that yeah. this, this girl had like a big outdoor kennel and could like, she did not, she had a, basically a small, apartment. that would be, that would be a lot. And I then when like it's, and then when, the, and then when she started wanting me to host the dogs, I was like, this is getting out of control. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, I, 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 I can see that. But I do support those kind of organizations and I, I love what they do. Yeah. Just not always into that, into my living room. Well, and with, 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 so with dig back on track, we keep it, we keep on digressing, buddy. Uh, so with dig, uh, you know, one of the things that they, like you could have indicated that you were a dog owner to this girl or a dog lover. And, you know, maybe had you not been a dog owner, maybe she would have passed over your profile, but you're able to put in preferences. You're able to, uh, I guess, kind can of you sort based on like, can you find women that have certain kinds of dogs and others? Cause I do have a theory that you can tell a lot about someone by the dogs they own. Well, so, so I actually don't know the answer to that question. Yeah, However, uh, what, what do you think you can tell? I think that, I think that dog person, dogs are a lot like their owners. Okay. And you know, there's, I think that the kind of dog that you, like if you go and you want a pit bull, like they're, which by the way is very, I've had two pit bulls. They're very misunderstood. They're sure. like the sweetest dogs in the world, mainly because. Maybe like, maybe like a Rottweiler. Like well, if you had a but, Rottweiler, but it, that it, says it, something it, about it, you. It, it, but if you go get like a hairless chihuahua, yeah. like see, I, I, I wouldn't be into that. I can't, I can't. It's always shaking, cold and whatever. Yeah. Any dog that's like constantly, like I love all dogs and like I'll pet your trembly chihuahua, but I don't know that I would want to own, I don't, I don't know that I would want to own a yappy dog. I have a German shepherd husky mutt. 
What does that say? I don't want to say it on air. I will. All right. See? So next on our list is AxoSim. Whatever. The CEO, Lowry Curry. Now, this company's in the biotechnology world and Ooh. honestly does a whole lot of stuff that I'm not going to pretend to understand. So <laughs> AxoSim is a contract research organization that empowers enhancement in human neuroscience through drug discovery platforms. So they have a whole lot of things that they clearly wow. have intellectual property on, like nerve sim, which is powered by nerve on a chip and brain sim. And, you know, really in the end, the company provides the only two commercially available platforms with 3D human relevant myelination. So once again, way above my pay grade. Now they've raised $10.5 million. And, you know, I mean, really what it is, it's, it's organ on a chip platform. So it's like yeah. a lot, it handles a lot of neurological disease and a lot of stuff. And, you know, I mean, this is important stuff. Um, it's, it's not my, uh, it's not my forte. So I'm really happy that there are other people pioneering yeah. this stuff. Else I, I like, well, yeah. like myelin, isn't that like the, I don't know. this, the myelin sheath is something Stop. it's neurologic. I mean, I don't know anything. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, this is absolutely fascinating to me. I mean, can you imagine how impactful this could be in the, the development of pharmaceuticals? Like if you could replicate, uh, I guess side effects and, you know, issues and things like that before you even hit like human trials. Like how cool is that? So cool. Do you know how much money that's going to save and how much, how much more quickly drugs are going to be brought to market if they don't have to deal with some of these, uh, like pratfalls and pitfalls? Actually, I don't, cause I don't know anything about this, but I'm sure it's a lot. It's a lot. I'm just happy. I don't have, I don't have a number. I have, I have like a base knowledge. Um, but it's suffice to say, I mean, it's not in the millions, it's in the billions. So very cool what they're doing. Uh, all right. I'm going to move on because I saw, I saw this one and I got super excited about it <laughs> and I, I've been waiting to talk I about it. I just love the name. I know. So do I, I was like, I get to say this, but we're going to be talking about ladies and gentlemen. El Guapo Bitters. How fun is that? Uh, love the name. And, you know, El Guapo Bitters and Syrups, it is a dedicated brewer and actually the country's only dedicated brewer of bitters. Uh, bitters are, for those of you who don't know, they are botanically infused mixers that come in tiny little bottles. Uh, and any, any bartender, any, you know, bar aficionado, they're going to have some bitters at their disposal to add some aromatic flavor and smell to that cocktail experience. Um, you know, I know that Manhattans use the, like the best Manhattans use them and, and just beautiful cocktails. Um, so, so the fact that this is a dedicated brewer of bitters, uh, that's really fun. Like you definitely have a lot of different kinds of lines. And I mean, we have a couple here in Kansas city, but to, to know that this is what that company does. I think that's really cool. I love it when people really specialize because that's when you get the best product, right? When they really know what they're doing. I'm just excited that they named it after me. Oh yeah. <laughs> you were such a nerd. No, I meant the better <laughs> part, not the handsome oh, part. Oh, I was like, El Guapo. No, okay. no. Uh, yeah, I could, I could see that. <laughs> I got nice. you to take the bait on that one. <laughs> no, I mean, this is so, you know, we don't, we're not all about tech. You know, this is, there are, there's a lot of businesses and a lot of different things. And, you know, we've got a really diverse list, um, you know, bitters. Uh, and so this is, they actually make syrups as well. So like, this is a, you know, the, 
the mixers thing is um, it continues to emerge and there's a lot of people that yeah. want to make a drink, including me on many days. So yeah. ne next on our list. All right. So I had this founder on and uh, uh, Obatala. So CEO is Trivia Frazier. This is biotechnology. So they do, there's a lot of biotech on this, in this top in New Orleans. So it's pretty interesting. Um, you know, occasionally I host an episode where I just know I'm like so far from being the smartest person on the call. And this was one of them because Trivia Frazier um, is, you know, she's got like a PhD or she's a doc, she's Dr. Frazier. And so I, you know, we, we have an episode out with that. So fat on a chip biotech, you know, it's, it's, they use bio that your body fat as a functional organ and regulator of, of health and disease. And what they do is like, I mean, it's, it's research. It's, you know, like I, once again, I mean, this is just not my, my strength. So they manufacture the components used by researchers to mimic tissue from patients of varying demographics. So kind of like you were talking about, um, you know, with, uh, uh, with AxoSem, um, you know, being able to speed the development of, uh, you know, health. And, yeah. you know, this is very interesting. And, you know, we talked about a lot of stuff in our episode. Um, we talked, uh, Trevi and I talked about her being a female founder and a black founder and, and the challenges that she's had to go through with yeah. you would have been so proud of me lauren i you know what i generally yeah. am but tell me more uh, well no but with <laughs> that you know and so some of that because i just asked her you know because I, I i i'm my my sister's an anesthesiologist and she tell it's funny she, it's not funny actually but it's uh she she'll tell me that you know she'll walk in and a lot of people are like so when's the doctor going to be in <sighs> and they just assume she's yeah. the nurse and you know it's kind of yeah. like there's just like a lot of like yeah. Luck with that. But I mean, overall, they're changing the face of health and doing a lot of stuff. But there's a lot of interest. In, we had a very interesting conversation. Yeah, I bet. Mm. Well, and I mean, what, how, how cool. Like, so, so one of my favorite, uh, I guess, subset of sets of people is STEMinists, women who are deeply involved in science, technology, engineering, and math. He's shaking his head. That is a great word. Just, and you know, I'm, it's a great word. I know I'm shaking my head because it's just, no, I'm not shaking my head. I'm just, that is a great word. It's a great word. Kinda, I love STEM. I'm actually kind of pissed that I didn't invent it. Right. I, I, I certainly didn't invent it, but I use it all the time because I, yeah. I love STEMinists. And you know what else I love, Matt? You know what else I love? You ready? I love pets. I know. Wasn't that a graceful segue yeah. that we just did? I you know what? So. <laughs> Before you talk about your love of pets, I feel like it's a fair time to remind everybody that today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build your software team quickly, quickly and, and affordably. affordably. Yeah, that's exactly it. So <laughs> go to Fullscale.io to learn more about what we do. And by the way, We've got the link to all these companies in the show notes. While you're down there, click the fifth star and leave us a good review because we just had a meeting earlier today. And after 800 episodes, we realized how bad we've been at that for exactly 800 episodes. So I'm trying to fix that. But, you know, back to your love of pets. My love of pets. Um, this one is really in your wheelhouse. It really, really is. Actually, I, well, all right. I'm just going to go. We're talking about pet crew. 
And that's K-R-E-W-E. Uh, and for those of you who may not know, uh, crews, K-R-E-W-E, are pretty big in, in Mardi Gras celebrations. Uh, crews are the ones who, who they put together the floats and they have the, they lead the celebrations around Mardi Gras. And so I feel like this, this is very aptly named because Pet Crew designs and manufactures pet costumes, toys, pet crafting kits, a lot of different ways that you can get creative for and with your pets. And, you know, I, I feel like we are societally, like we've, we've become very much about our, our canine best friends and our animal best friends, right? Um, there, there are millions and billions of dollars that are thrown at the pet industry every year. And I, I do feel like I need to see more pet costumes, um, anytime in particular, I want to get Kia one of these, but there is like a pet dinosaur costume that I super, super want to get her. It's, it's real bad. I want it. I want my dog to be a dinosaur. Um, but I just, I think it's so fun that, um, you know, pet crew, they're kind of leading the charge in this. They inspect every outfit. They, they stock only the best. Um, they've got some really, really fun offerings for sure. Um, but when you shop at petcrew.com, they say your order receives personal attention from the warehouse staff, um, you know, and it will almost always be shipped the same day. And so they're, they're doing some pretty cool stuff in, in the area of pet costuming. Is that, what are you doing? Is, I took a picture of you so I can post it on Instagram. My gosh. Oh, okay. By and the I'm way, gonna, follow I gotta us get, on Instagram. I got to run it through creative first so they can put a costume on you. Okay. Um, Are you going to put a dinosaur costume on me? No, but I was scrambling in my phone because my wife had, we used to have two French bulldogs. I say had because they started biting my children. Now they live with someone else. Um, But uh, yeah, so we had, uh, I had, we had Pilgrim. They had Pilgrim costumes. Nice. uh, For Halloween. They had Santa costumes, including the beard. Love it. Yeah. For Christmas. And they had dinosaur costumes. So, yeah. And they, the pilgrim ones were really funny. Um, yeah, yes. you could kind of hard to, I will find those eventually. Not sure I have much more to say about pet costumes I other mean, than pet crew. Fun. Congrats. Congratulations. Way to go. All right. Next on the list is doc pace. Uh, it's Shelby Sanderford CEO. Uh, you can look forward to the episode with myself and her on March 30th. Uh, information sciences, or excuse me, sciences. We've been talking about science so much. We got science on the brain. I, I'm a steminist. Yeah. Are you? Oh, yeah, okay. sure. Okay. Sure. Um, I'll allow it. So, Doc Pace, and this was an interesting episode for me because as the founder of Gigabook, I have a very deep understanding and respect for anybody that builds a software solution that has scheduling in it because it is a hell of a lot more complex than you think it is. And what they're, what they do is a lot different than what we do at Gigabook. But yeah, so you tired of waiting in the doctor's office? Always. Yeah. They help fix that. (gasps) Like a lot. Yeah. That's all you really need to know. I mean, honestly, it's uh, so, you know, the, the interesting thing is, is what they're using some machine learning principles and some other things to make it better. So the assumption that people or doctors or anyone just run on time yeah. is, is silly because we're all different. Right. We work at different paces, different things come up. So it'll literally like begin to make assumptions and do things that will help keep things on track. And 
Yeah, I, oh man. Getting that time back, like particularly if you're like a parent, I, it it's seems to be like parents have to take their kids to the doctor all the time. Yeah. Uh, getting that time back in your life, like that, that means so much. Um, so, so very cool. Doc I, face. I've I, left, I've, I, there was one at one point I went to the doctor and they put me on the, like the room. Yeah. And I was still there an hour later and I just left. What's your threat? Yeah. What's your threshold for that? Like, uh, is it an de- hour? Is I, it? Well, wow. It depends. Um, I mean, in that case, I was, I don't even know if I made it an hour. I made it yeah. for a while, but you know, so some of that is, I mean, I feel like this stuff is, is, this is, a, this is one of those things that I feel that you, people universally experience and hate. Yeah. Right. It's true. Like, well, cause it's, it's completely unproductive time. Like you're sitting there in a room, you're cold, your ass is probably well, hanging even out. in the waiting room. Like, why do I, yeah. ha- and that was another thing too, is they help with the, the, uh, intake of forms. Like why right. do I have to fill out the same form every time you have the same info? Nothing has changed. Nothing has I'm changed. Still the same Nothing age. has changed. My, my name. I am probably I st- the same weight. I'm definitely the, the same height. I still have, I'm not, I'm getting shorter. <gasps> are you really? Yeah. Does that mean you're, are you losing cartilage? Isn't that what that means? I just think that I'm, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I want to hug you now. Why? Cause I'm like a half, cause I'm only six, three and a half instead of six, four. I know you, you are, lady. you are so gigantic. I'm far tall. From, like I'm pretty I'm, tall for I'm a chick. If you tower Yoda. over me. Well, Yoda's like 700 years old. He used to be my height. That's true. Yeah. I can totally see that. So anyway, Doc Pace, congratulations. Way to go, Doc the list. I, can we like retitle this episode? The one where Matt and Lauren digress a lot. Like, I think that's what we need to do. Yeah, that'll that'll be helpful. I, you know, I mean, I feel like it would be accurate. Uh, all right. So next up, we have Rent Check. Rent Check is a property management uh, tool. It is an easy to use mobile app that brings all move in and move out inspections into one place. Uh, love that. Uh, I know that that's a pretty hard pretty hard process to manage. Uh, I remember when I was still living in apartments like that, you know, you always wanted to make sure that you took as many pictures as you could to like document the things that were wrong with the apartment so that you could get your security deposit back. But I feel like saving property managers time and effort here, uh, that, that can only be a helpful thing. You're going to get as a, as a resident, you're going to get an initial email, uh, letting them know that you are, uh, they're coming to complete an inspection on the rent check mobile app and you'll hear details on how to accept the invite. Um, you'll have a, a due date, making sure that you're sending proper follow-up to be there. There's a lot of communication between tenants and, and landlords and property managers. Um, and it's, it's just, it's saving people time and it's saving people money in a process that is historically not everyone's favorite. Um, so anytime you can, you can add some convenience and you can add, uh, some time saving to processes that everybody hates. I feel like that's a good thing, right? Yeah. Right. So you, you look at this process and you think, okay, I want to get my deposit back. Okay. How, where's my checklist with that? What do I need to do? Like yeah. what makes you happy is, you know, where, where do I win? Where do I lose? And, and it's been a long time since I've rented any residence 
very long time. But I mean, you remember being in your twenties and that being a major pain. Yeah. But no one ever, that's my point. No one ever gave you the list. You're right. like, Hey, I want to get my deposit back. So how, what does that mean? Do I need yeah. to clean the carpet? Do I need to vacuum it? Do, is, do I need to repaint? Paint, do like... I need to get this spray paint graffiti off the wall? Like, did you, did you spray paint a lot of your apartment walls? No, but if I had, maybe, okay. maybe it was adding character. Oh, fair. I actually did paint in an apartment that I once had, and then I decided never again. Well, so, but the point is, is, but no one told you what you needed to do. And, you know, right. this is also, this is, this is uh, uh, another uh, tool in the rapidly growing world of prop tech. And, you know, that's the, you're seeing a lot of this kind of stuff out, out there that's helping people, uh, tenants. So this is, uh, you mentioned earlier when we were talking about doc pace, you said you don't get the time back. So this is often referred to as time arbitrage. Yeah. So you get 24 hours a day. You can't, you don't get more, you don't get less. You got to either use it better. Or you got to use it different. So if you can do things to get your time back and I've actually had, um, episodes with uh, Kansas City founder Blake Miller, who's the founder of Homebase.ai, and he was the first person that brought this up. And so, part of like like example with property tech, and they just all they do is open the door for you at Homebase, right? Yeah. But so, if you talk about time arbitrage, you look at the efficiency of running stuff. The maintenance guy spends more time getting the key and putting it back, yeah, than actually doing the work. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's the most efficient process. Well, that's the tool. So part of that is, and and here's the thing is I, now I have owned a lot of rental properties and, you know, being able to like tell people to do it, tell them what to do, how to do it, all of that. That's smart. Yeah, I like sure. it. All right. Next, rasa.io. Hey, Lauren, do you, do you, does Innovate Her, if you go to innovatehercc.org. Com. One, <clears throat> Oh, it's calm. Yeah. Why do I mix? I mixed that up. I can't believe uh, that. Because most impact organizations and most nonprofits are oh, dot org, org, but yeah. dot com, uh, that's what most people think of. So, so innovateherkc.com. You got it. I didn't mess that up on purpose. So, we had no. a reason to say innovateherkc.com a bunch of times. A bunch of times. I mean, I can say innovateherkc.com as much as so, you want. <laughs> so, um, anyway, uh, do you, if I went there, to yes. innovatorkc.com. Could I sign up for a newsletter? You certainly could, Matt. I'm so glad that you asked. Uh, <laughs> I probably should have done that by now, but I haven't because <laughs> I don't like newsletters. They're I don't not. care. Like, I don't, you know what? Don't take this wrong. I don't want your newsletter because I'm, so, I'm not going to, I'm not going to I take it. zero offense to that. So, but do you, does, as, as building it something that everyone at Innovator hates? Yeah, it is such, this, uh, it's such a pain. Right. I despise it. Right, right. Which is why it's everyone's company quote newsletter sucks most well, of the time. Well, and they all, they're always the same. And like yeah. Kelsey will reach out and she'll be like, Lauren, you need to write your thing at the beginning. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Rasa.io fixes Boom. that. So the, I love what they do. So they literally, it's got a template and it walks you through. I love, I love a good onboarding, by the way. For sure. Big fan of great onboarding. So you go through and you put all your like, get all these sources, everything from Twitter, Facebook, blogs, podcast feed, all of it. And it pulls no it way. all in, it pulls it all in and structures it out for you and basically lets you accept or decline 
to include it, it makes it super fast. So, so and I, it's funny cause I don't ever go into an episode, uh, recording episode. Now this one's already out. It came out, uh, March 2nd. I don't make a habit of demonstrating guest products, but I, we had just had this discussion. It's been a hot yeah. topic because no one wants to write that shit here. Nobody either. wants to. So, you know, with that, I actually set it up and sent myself a sample newsletter during the recording. Is it good? It, and well, considering how quickly I did it sure. and hastily I did it, it was, it was really good considering that. It's not what I would, honestly, it's not what I would have sent out, but I didn't really well, try. Well, like, even, even just having like a base of like pulling it, yeah. in some of that information so and then being at, able to yep. tweak it is needed. Like, well, that, so that's the problem. Oh, and so that's, that's why no one wants to do it because, you know, no one wants to go find the link like, to yeah, this like and our, our, an article here, an article there. Yeah. In our newsletter, we share out Startup Hustle episodes, yep. we share out events, we share out women's resources, we share like we share out all of this stuff and we have to go out and we have to find it and we have to find the proper link and we have to test the links and no all more. of that stuff. No more. Thank you, Rasa.io. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I swear I'm going to hop off this and like sign up right now. I, I was I was very, very pleased with what they were doing. So That is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, so so speaking of being pleased with with things that people are doing, I'm 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 really ramping up the segues this this episode. Uh, but we, we our next company on the list we have skill type. You, you unramp them when you say you're ramping them up. I know. I just wanted to point it out to you. So next time I will very gracefully and subtly, but I just wanted to make sure that you noticed. He is seamless integration. Uh, Onboarding has from seamless one. Seamless integration ever been my thing. Yeah. <laughs> Subtlety, eh. Not really my jam. It's fine. I've made my peace with it. But skill type. Tell Let's me about talk them. about skill type. So skill type, I, I kind of love this. So so I'm hugely into professional development. Like how do you always keep learning, improving, get a, getting better, evolving? Uh, skill type is a marketplace for training content. And so they are going to bring to, I know, right? Yeah. Think about how impactful something like skill type could be for, you know, your employees. Like if you want to help develop your employees, make them better, stronger, more effective, pointing them to a system and, you know, a a training management software that pulls together materials from all different kinds of providers. They, they have reskilling workflows. I just did air quotes, by the way, uh, they, for professionals and their teams. And it's kind of, so, so people have described it as the LinkedIn for skills. And I dig that. Like, I think that people are are definitely looking for opportunities to further their, their skills and their learning and their development. Making it easier is, is only going to make your team stronger and better. And I just, I look forward to that. I think any opportunity for people to better themselves uh, is a good thing. And, and the fact that skill type is making it seamless and making it integrate seamless integration uh, into people's prof- professional working lives. Um, that's super cool. I dig it. Way to go, skill type. So I once dropped out of a top 10 business school where one of the things I learned, I always want to preface that because I, I don't want to take credit for completing it. Hey, I started a business and I had a reason for doing it, but I was, anyway, I was there long enough to learn that Acme Corp sells widgets. Okay. So when you say that, meaning like 80% of what you do in business is pretty universal across business. Yeah. Right. So they really do like 
Acme Corp sells widgets that could be any company that does this. A widget is right. interchangeable, interchangeable, whatever. So, so many people are trying to come up with training and upscaling programs. And you need to remember that Acme Corp sells widgets, meaning you can go to a site like Skill Type and get like 80% of the body of that stuff hasn't changed. It's kind of like we were talking about the files at the doctor office, right? right? Like my social security number has been the same since the day I was born. Right. So that's like a version of Acme Corp selling widgets. It's the universal piece. And then you, and so here's the thing is if, well, first off, what do you know about training? So I've, I was a sales trainer like that. that yeah. I had that as a job once. And I'm telling you, like it, with the sales process, same thing. Acme Corp sells widgets. Like you have, you, you find someone to talk to, you give them an introduction, you qualify what their needs are, you uh, give a presentation, you handle some objections and you ask them to buy something and then you have a follow-up afterward. Like that yeah. is pretty much the sales process for most things that you buy. Right. Okay. So don't reinvent the wheel. Yeah. It's out there. And if you can like, I love this because it's a, it's a fast forward to finding that kind of stuff. So, you know, like you don't have to rethink it. You don't have to reinvent it and don't fool yourself into thinking that your business has some unique need right. or approach that the rest of us haven't thought about yet. Cause you have there now with that. So you get, you're looking at the 80, like the 80, 20 rule, which right. the, the Pareto principle is the real name for that. And then we dumbed it down to the 80, 20 rule. Vilfredo Pareto. Yeah, there you go. Dropping knowledge, Lauren. Kinda, so, by the I kind of love that name. So Lauren's like a Jeopardy nerd. So I like, to, I like to bring some like real cool knowledge like it's that. True. So with 80-20 rule, the idea is that 80%, uh, you know, like you're going to plan. By the way, I actually don't like the 80-20 rule because I can twist that and shape that any way I want to make it make sense. Right. But but realistically, 80% of your training content is is probably interchangeable. So if sure. you think about the time savings, that's the thing is, is you don't think it, and, and honestly, I guarantee you there's a bunch of stuff in there that you haven't even thought about. So yeah. it takes a long time. It's way worse than making a company newsletter. Yeah, I, I, for sure. You know, when I, when I used to work at Boeing, I actually used to work in, in training, training programs for, for their, their management. Um, and that, you know, I know that Boeing right now, they're, they're going through a lot of a lot of stuff, Crash but one of the things that, that they did, yeah, it'll, it'll do that. But one of the things that they did do very well was, um, professional development, the, mm -hmm. the training of their, their management. And there are just so many transferable skills and so many transferable learnings that, that you'd be able to take away. So being able to centralize that information, make it easily accessible, and then encourage and prompt your teams to avail themselves of it. Um, super cool. Just very, very <laughs> impressed. So there's a a, a a business fable or story and the CEO is talking to the COO and, and the COO says, well, what if we spend all this money training people and then they go work somewhere else? And the CEO says, yeah, but what if we don't train them and they stay? stay. Yeah. Yep. So it's, it's, it's a thing. And, and, you know, another thing is you know, having, this has been a big focus for us at full scale and it seems like a good time to do our final mention and, Know, today's list of top New Orleans startups 2022 uh, provided by Startup Hustle. But Startup mm -hmm. Hustle is a part of FullScale and FullScale.io is where you can go to try and solve all your tech needs. 
I don't even think it's try at this cheaper. point. Oh man. We've I've f- heard from so many of your clients who were just like, yeah, they did what they said they were going to do. They, they helped me build a software team quickly and affordably. Yeah. Um, and- you know, what's what's amazing. We get, we get, we still don't advertise outside of this podcast. Yeah. I don't I've spent like a thousand dollars, maybe. It's all word of mouth, man. Well, it is, but a happy customer tells a bunch of different people. And yeah, then, you know what's funny too, though, is that is that a lot of those clients then they're so the big a big form of referral we've had recently is people work for a client and then they work somewhere else and then they're bringing their new company over. Nice. So yeah, it's going it's going viral, um, much like a Striker VR, Striker. which and that's how you do the transition. Ah, that was very, that was quite artful. CEO Kyle Monty, and this is virtual reality, consumer electronics, and location-based entertainment, LBE. That's a new acronym for me today. Location-based entertainment. Yeah, so innovative haptic peripherals. What is that? Wow. Uh, no one I mean, knows. I, no one haptic knows. has, I mean, I know that like haptic controls on your phone have to do with accessibility, <laughs> right? Well, for them, it has to do with immersive entertainment. And Striker VR has developed a virtual reality gun controller for location-based VR entertainment. Oh so, yeah. So basically, uh, uh, you know, their mission is to drive innovation in the virtual and virtual reality through a sense of touch. And I think that's a, a pretty interesting and innovative approach because you hear all this meta, this metaverse, meta, blah, blah, blah. Well, one thing is, is like, you don't smell what's in the metaverse. Right. You don't, I mean, the touch and feel of it and a lot of different things in VR. I mean, I would imagine this has a lot of, a lot of practical application for both entertainment and a whole lot of other stuff. But um, yeah. So, you know, you, you give you an example, you talk about like a wide range of virtual object and letting user Users experience everything from the power of like a floor shaking speaker to the crack of a baseball bat to the pull of a fishing line. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah. Can we can we do like a, a startup hustle, you know, Maybe. VR offsite? We're working on moving into the metaverse. Okay. I, I'm down. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Haptic gun like accessories. You heard gun and you were like, I don't know. That's not, that's not even fair or true. I, I am, I am a lover of technology. I think it sounds super cool. So way to go. Uno, way, uno way mas. To go. Way to go, Striker VR. And moving on. Uno mas. Next up we have an, well, I should, I guess I should say last but not least, we have Trey away. Uh, now, all right, Matt, have you ever worked in hospitality? No, but I've supported. You've availed yourself. I know you've stayed in hotels a lot. Uh, so <laughs> a lot. I, Actually, not a lot of people know this, but I actually started my career um, in the service industry and I worked in hotels for a period of time. And I can tell you that Trey Away is actually answering a very, very deep need. Trey Away is a contactless room service tray and trolley tracking and retrieval app. Say that five times fast. Uh, but I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but a lot of time service tray and trolley tracking retrieval app, service tray and trolley. Tracking you don't retrieval. actually have to say it five times. You do what I'm told. <laughs> so, so tray away, it's answering a very needed, uh, it's doing something very needed within the service industry. Uh, room I, service. Wait, I have a question. Yeah. So you're talking about like they bring the cart 
So they bring the cart, they and then bring they, the they bring the trays the into your room, right. they lay and the tray down. I eat the stuff, and then I usually open the door and just kind of fling. You put it out your room. I just kind of fling the cart wildly into the hallway right. for someone else to worry about. Right. So that's a problem. So somebody somebody on the the room service staff, they have to basically walk all of the halls uh, to figure out where these things are. Uh, and it, it it's wasting a lot of time, time that room service Yeah, I was going to say a lot of times tips. it's it, well, a lot of times it's just there. Yeah. And it sits okay. there forever. And, and, and I mean, as you know, like anytime you're a server, anytime you're working off of tips, anytime that you're not spent actually serving and servicing your, your customers, that's time that you're not making money. Um, so I should quit hiding the tip with the tray. Hiding, yes, you should quit hiding the tips. Yes, you should. You should it's also, in the cart. You, you should also tip extraordinarily well. I do actually. Like, I, I believe that about like, you. Like actually, I really I do. do. I do believe that about yeah. you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's going to save folks a lot of time. It's going to make like, you're not going to have to trip over the trays anymore. They're going to be removed quickly. It's, it's, it's serving a need. Usually not after a I people... eat everything on the tray, I lie down and take a nap. So tripping on it in the hallway isn't a big isn't thing. Really but if fair. it's still there the next well, day. Well, not not everybody I, naps. I, I just think this is this is good for salt like I love utilitarian solutions, like yeah. little things. And this so this is a really good example of riches in the niches. Yeah. You know, for sure. like I mean, so if you're out there and you wanna, you know, you're looking there's so many problems to solve that you just gotta figure out what they are. I mean, they're out there and this is an interesting Well, one, and this so. was de- this was clearly designed by somebody who worked in in a room service, you know, it like worked worked in room service and was like, Hey, this is a thing. And like I saw I so I worked front desk, um, front desk management, but I I saw room service struggle with this and like they would have customers call like call down and just start bitching because trays hadn't been removed and it had been you know like a couple hours or what have you and it's just a it's definitely an irritant um and so so tray away i i love that you like drew that parallel that uh you know it's it's definitely a niche product for sure but super viable that's here's the thing is uh i go all the way back to episode 12 of startup hustle, which, you know, so the 800th episode just came out. It's a lot. I can't believe that. I know it's a lot of episodes. So episode 12, I think it was 12, Lyrell Holt, the founder of car star. And I asked Lyrell, I said, you know, who are you? He said, I'm a guy looking for something to do. And I was like, all right, we all kind of are. Tell me more. And he, he said, you know what, Matt, I'm actually a coward. He said, I'm a coward because as an entrepreneur, I, I go, places where everyone will leave me alone so I can get really good at stuff. Yeah. And the analogy, the cowardly analogy, it took me a little bit to really wrap my arms around that because don't take on the giants. Right. Like you're not going to, you're not taking down. If Google is your competition, maybe find something else to do. Yeah. Cause you don't have the horsepower and there's a ton of, you know, you talk about this as a utilitarian solution, like, and, and okay. I bet no one else is doing this. I bet probably not. So you want to be number one or number two at something and you got a real shot at that point. That's right. There's a ton of stuff out there that still hasn't been tackled. So like, this is a good example of like, 
the cowardly solution. And I say that in the bravest way. Yeah, I don't know that I would say cowardly. No, but cowardly is like- I mean, I get it. The cowardly, like you don't, you're not trying to be brave. Right? Yeah. It's like, hey, I'm going to try to unseat Google, Amazon, Cure Apple, cancer, Microsoft. Like, yeah. I mean, curing cancer, maybe I, I'll give that, I'll leave that off the list. But because I want, you want as many people working on that solution. Yeah. Because you never know. You might have a shot at that. It's but, the, big, the big swings. Yeah. The if, I, if, I, if I showed up tomorrow at work and I'm like, you know what? I, I think Google is not doing it right. So I've invented my own search engine. Right. I mean, honestly, so I actually had a guy that was waiting for me after a speech that I gave at Global Entrepreneur Week several, several years ago, and he wanted to give me a business plan. And yeah. so, and this isn't an uncommon thing, or it wasn't after giving a speech, you know, and I, I usually listen to people, but this guy said, hey, I want to give you my business plan. I said, what's it about? And he says, I'm going to take down Amazon. And I didn't, I said, I don't even, I don't even want it. I don't <laughs> even want it. Like, cause you're not. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're not. I mean, it might be fun to try. But uh, yeah, but you know what? Not. Like, I mean, I, I, but you're not, and right. that's the thing. It's like you're not. Uh, think about it though. There, like, once upon a time, there there were people who would have said Netflix is never going to take down Blockbuster. So I, I would just leave yourself a little bit of room. Yeah, what? Neither one of those were like one of the five biggest companies in the world. All right. Yeah. I mean, publicly traded though, and certainly dude, Jeff Bezos went through a sex tape and a divorce, and he's still the second richest dude in the world. I'm just saying, oh, yeah, like, you're gonna have I to have even. it. But that's my point. So, what's your what's your chance of com- of completing the mission there? So, anyway, All riches right. in the niches. It's it's good. To way, mention, way to go. I'm a big fan of the cowardly approach. I think it's a great plan. Like. Plus, yeah. anything Lyral Holt has to say, like, we're, he, was we're gonna, bro- like he was in my balance me book. Dude, he is like one of the kindest. We refer to him I as Yoda. He's Yoda. Like, I just love him. Spending time with Lyral is like a yeah. mix between, it would be like get, sitting down with the Yoda and the Oracle. Years and years and years ago, I was in a very underappreciated position and I called him for something and he told me that. The happiness in my voice made his day. I know it's cheesy, but he said that the happiness in my voice made his day. And he was so glad that he had talked to me. And just the way that like he talked to me made me feel so valued yeah, and seen. Like and I was just like, I have been a, an avid fan of Lyral Holt ever since. He's amazing. So speaking of being a fan. Fan. Who do you like on the list today on our Ooh, way out? I mean, I hesitate to say Pet costume? No, I'm not going to say pet costumes. I, I I think pet costumes are fun, for sure. So I mean, pet crew, super cool. But I think I think my favorite bite might be Rasa.io because I want to use that product real bad, real bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm going back to the very first company on the list, Align. Okay. I, I mean, I just because I just that's. It's it's a big thing, like it's being a huge able to thing. being able to build the plan, get the plan out, do a whole lot of different stuff. Like yeah. you have all this stuff related to objectives and key results, and like what are you looking for? How are you looking for? How do those needs change over time? And I just know how much time for that sure. we spend organizationally doing that. So anything that makes that better, faster, cheaper, or just like provides a small amount of peace of mind that goes with it. I'm down with. Yeah. And I also, I, I, I still want to give like a huge shout out to Obatala sciences and uh, what was it? Axo sim. 
Exosum. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, those are, those are the companies that like, maybe we don't necessarily understand them as profoundly as we do some of the other companies on the list, but damn, if they're not going to change the world and they're not going to deeply impact people's health moving forward. So, so they're the, the game changers on the list for me. So I, I like them a lot too. And that's it. There you go. That's our list of New Orleans top startups. We did the thing, man. Hey, wait, give me five. Yeah, five. There you go. Mm. I also <laughs> want to point out Lauren did do air quotes on our audio show I did. earlier. So, I did. Anyway, see you next time. <laughs> Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io. Helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button. Then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.